more kids. Ready? So, let's get to it. Glad you guys are here. Let's party. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to do it with you guys. It's going to be great. Welcome to Get the Goat Podcast. This is actually the second time we've tried this. This is actually, we're going to call it, should we call this the COVID episode or the post COVID episode? Or it's not red. gone. It's definitely not gone. That'll, so I don't know that won't age well. <laughs> right. Because in think two wanna... years, we're going to be like, <laughs> whoops. Remember when we thought we had this thing licked? Yeah. Or the um, red light is on episode? Yes. The red <laughs> light is on. So we've actually always record. I, when you're doing a podcast, for the second time, can it actually be authentic? I, I really... I have no idea what we talked about when we practiced. Because <laughs> we recorded this. I like that. We did practice. not record. Practice. Yeah, it was practice. <laughs> yeah, this is podcast yeah, jazz. It's just three guys talking with no plan and trying to recreate. Tell them what happened. Well, we actually... No, this is not a knock on Nick. Let's just make sure we say that. Things happen. <laughs> We all screw up. You had but one we had job. Probably, we, if you didn't like, if you don't like this podcast, you should have heard the first one because it was fantastic. I finished. I'm like, man, this was like. This it. is the tribute. This, this is the tribute to the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> we had an hour long conversation where we solved most of the world's problems: yep. pandemic, race relations, uh, how to handle sports. Uh, Nick failed to capture the action, uh, but that's okay. We're back. We're a team. We support yeah, you. you. We are at Capture the Action Studios right we are. now, which is great. Um, but let's- Yeah, I was beating myself up over that. But Don't beat yourself we're up. We're here. This is a tribute. So we are going to go through our conversation of what we had before, and it's probably going to change. I mean, because honestly, weekly, my understanding, my thoughts are continually- changing as far as just this ever-changing social situation well tell us what you're thinking today let's get into it uh so we did we haven't done a podcast in a really long time we have two kind of wrapped up that we're going to be releasing soon this will be the third podcast of we had jerry nichols then we did one on what people call my sermons which i that statement drives me bonkers i don't like them being called sermons but i kind of just let it happen and embrace it but anyways that's a whole different story and then this podcast will be coming up um third on the list of the reboot podcast of get the goat and so we're here with barry davis and nicholas yunker the junk shell. <laughs> the junk shell. <laughs> Yunk in the trunk. And uh, we are wanting to just kind of rehash the last six months. And we, in our experiences, what we went through, um, let me give you guys a quick little timeline of, of where we were. We actually did a podcast with Jerry uh, like five, ten days before we shut down the gym. And um, we had this moment, and I'll go back to those moments but so then five ten days later we shut down the gym um obviously all of us know what the lockdown i want to talk about each of our experiences during the lockdown um, but then we opened the gym back up we decided hey let's get this podcast thing going again and it was it would be really odd to not have our first 
podcast of sitting down with some other people and obviously not talk about one of the biggest impacts of probably our entire lives. I mean, that we can't just brush that by that and just, hey, let's talk about fitness real quick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's talk about getting some serious biceps. How are your gains? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Any gains, COVID gains? <laughs> so, so let me give you guys my experience and, and, and kind of how we approached just closing the gym and, and all that, which was. Well, don't tell us what you're going to talk about. Talk about it. Yeah. So Laura and I are sitting down and we're hearing, you know, some stuff kind of coming up. And I think originally we, this was on like the 9th or 10th of March and things were starting to get a little bit scary. Like we didn't know what was going on. And a lot of people that even come to the gym, they don't really know. We sent emails out as far as how we were approaching things and, but our biggest struggle was I don't want to be wrong and keep the gym open and something happen, especially at this time. We, we know nothing about this virus. We don't know who it really affects, how critical it could be, how impactful it could be. Let's just shut down. In fact, I'm thinking at the time that it's probably going to be like a week. And we'll just, you know, and then we'll figure it out and we'll open back up and it'll be fine. No big deal. And then as closer and closer to doing that, I was, I was like, man, we're going to lose a lot of money. But this is the right thing to do right now. And then the reality of that, I remember sending that email, like, hey, we're closing the gym. And I, and I told you guys this last time, I, 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 I like, I truly like just wept at the computer because I, I, I wanted to tell myself this is only going to be a week. But I had this reality of like, we might not ever open the gym again. And that my wife and I just sat there and I was like, what is this going to be like? And then, you know, obviously then three days later, it was a mandatory shutdown, lockdown. And, and then all of life is just different. And I, I really tried to figure out If I never own a gym, if I don't run a gym, it's not the end of the world for me. Like, it doesn't define me. It doesn't. But we live in a place that is very susceptible to, like, it's a hard place to live financially. It's a really tough place to keep a business afloat. And so what does it look like? If I do something else, am I okay with that? So it was almost like a dying. Like, mm. I, it was like, it was like I just like had a death on that day yeah, shedding like, some skin and so there was depression and like well i think yeah <clears throat> i want to ask a question yeah i mean your business is a couple of things right your business is not just a place where i go to buy a product it's it's a yeah. community right so i imagined you were emotional because you know you're going to find a job you're going to find a product to sell but i'm asking was the do you think the emotional part of it was tied to the fact that you you know your job is being you and and supporting this community of people and so that probably looked like it was coming to an end to you i'm going to say something and i hope that it doesn't sound like i'm something special um we have chosen i've said this before and i want to kind of take it back a little bit his headphones aren't working <laughs> but 
I don't want to sound as though that I'm some martyr, but I've chosen to do this because I think it has something bigger. I think it has a bigger effect. I've chosen to own a gym that I could have done other things that would make more money or something like that. Um, I do it because I love it and I find joy in it. And I find that people absolutely love it the same way I do. They connect, they see themselves become a better version of themselves, they a stronger version of themselves. And so I saw that being taken almost like I'm taking that away from them in a way by closing down. And well, that, you're also and taking it away from yourself. You yeah, know, you've chosen yeah, this business. Yeah. It's a great lifestyle business that fills your cup in other ways. You could definitely make more money working for some for someone that goes to your gym. Right. But you've clearly chosen this because of the joy that you get out of that interaction, you know, helping people, that customer service, the joy you get out of having created a community. And, you know, you're the center of it. It is the John Mark show. Um, and that's no, a great I, lifestyle. And and I, I don't want it to be, I mean, that's a, that's probably the one big thing that I've been trying to figure out since COVID. I don't want it to be the John Mark show because that's not sustainable, you know, like, but in reality, I've, I've, my hope is that I can orchestrate and help create an environment that goes way beyond me obviously there is a certain bit of like hey i'm the connecting piece for so many people but it's also that you you're sitting there squatting next to somebody and then you you become friends with them and you have this relationship that's very different than just going to the local gym or the local rec center because well, it's this is a no headphones gym. When's the last time you went into a real gym? Right, right. When right. I say real gym, I mean, but when's the last time you went like somewhere? Or even gym. if you go to a, you know, I used to go to CrossFit in Denver. Music's so loud in there that you can't even talk. Right, right. right. You know, or you go to Globo Gym. Everybody's got headphones on. Go into yours and the music is, it's about the community. And that's, you know, people are excited to talk to their friends in between. Yeah. Well, really yeah, and any of the uh, any of the other coaches can be there during the day. It doesn't have to be you. And we all still f I f feel at home there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they because I think they understand the values of our gym, and they help right. foster a lot of that. Um, so then that so then we're in full on. You know, I think those first two weeks of lockdown for everybody was terrifying. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to analyze. Okay, how long can we make it? Like what financially, what does this even look like? Like if we do not open for the next six months, year, is it worth bleeding financially for how long? Um, and then also it's like having bigger questions of like purpose and life and, and really what am I all about if – what is our country and the world all about? And there's like this incredibly unifying moment where people feel connected, even though they're not connected at that, at that time, they're not seeing each other, but they're all going through the same stuff, wealthy, poor, and then everything kind of changes. Like I feel about two, three weeks into it because it didn't matter what at, at first it's like, no matter what race you are or what financial status you're, you're scared. Everybody was freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Period. And um, so then a lot of that changes after that. And then it's, 
I think the challenge is that people, everyone was freaking out, yeah. even though people that knew that we were going to be okay. I think last time we talked, we talked a little bit about the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the other hikers. <laughs> and I think that even though those of us that were freaking out every time we, the sky is falling, we'd be like, all right, look, we're going to be okay. Right. We are going to outrun some other hikers. The, the powers that be are not going to let the sky fall. We're going to be okay, but it's going to suck. But I think the real rub and where you did a really good job is that as people were quarantined and people were freaking out, there's an extra desire to connect with your community, whatever that is. And I think you did a really good job of getting on Instagram and being there. And sure, like you put it out there for us to all make fun of you, just walking and talking on Instagram for hours, right? Like, but we all watched it, right? And we all watched it because like, hey, this is Wednesday. I'm supposed to be at the gym. Right. And so instead, like there was some comfort, like you gave people a bit of a lighthouse of normalcy. And I thought you did a really good job with that. And then the the online workouts were pretty fun. We were all zooming our friends. We were all texting. Um, You know, that was. And a lot of that's it was so much for myself, too. You know, you can kind of you can kind of be in denial like, oh, well, I just got to keep on doing what I'm doing. Oh, I just this isn't real. I'm going to still stay with everybody like. At, at first, and then so I'm as I'm talking, I'm working out my own struggles and my own issues. And like, you might connect with this. I don't know if you do. If you don't, that's fine. But here's what I'm thinking. And if you do connect with it, I'm with you. Like, and that was probably the that when I started to say, I see you, and that statement of, I see what I see you in the gym, normally when you're lifting and you're picking up a weight and you think that I don't see you, I see you and I appreciate you and I appreciate your struggle. I appreciate your challenge. I appreciate that you're working hard. And right now I can't physically see you, but I see you and I see what you're going through because I'm going through the same stuff. Um, That was a big, that was a big moment for me to kind of reach out to everybody and say, Hey, I, I'm going through this too. And I see you like, um, and, and, and so I, I guess for, I'd love to hear from you guys. Cause I've talked to multiple different people and we've talked about this and I don't think we talked about it enough in the last podcast, but the lost tapes. Yeah. The lost tapes. Yeah. <laughs> what for you, Barry? I mean, what for me, it was, I really rooted back down to family and people that mattered and like, like purpose and started looking at some major things in my own life and what really mattered. So for you, Barry, like what, I mean, what were some of the things that you took from those first scary moments? Yeah. I mean, it was, um, you know, looking back, I feel Look, I feel really fortunate to have lived here and lived with a woman I want to be around and a kid I enjoy being around. You know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. But it was great. Like, it became super focused on the family. And then I don't remember if you remember the first month of lockdown, but there was this urge to connect with your buddies around the world. And so I had a Zoom call with the dudes I used to play poker with 10 years ago. And I had a Zoom call with my college friends and a Zoom call with my high school buddies. That technology's been there for years, but everyone felt this compelling drive to, hey, let's connect with the people that are important to us. This is the, 
this is what this is about. And you look out your window and you see families going on walks together that never go to walks. You hear about people breaking out, you know, Monopoly and playing Monopoly with their family. And, you know, that stuff was like, you know, we all of us have a meditation app on our phone. We all listen to some podcast about getting present. And I think that in those early days, like, that's what people did. Like, it it was such an, I mean, Instagram. The, the the best thing that that COVID did for me was it it made Instagram really boring. Like all the people <laughs> totally. that I had been really into following, yeah, they were no longer doing the stuff that made them interesting for me. So it was super easy for me to delete Instagram yeah. and 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 put all that energy into paying attention to my wife and child. Yeah. So that was like the first big shift for me. And Could that, you imagine going through that and being in a household that you would not? want to I mean I I know there I, there are multiple people in our gym and people around the world that that was worse than any pandemic right. like that's worse than getting any sickness is actually having to go home to a to a family life that is undesirable you know yeah. I I cannot even fathom that I can't I mean I and I tried to be there for a couple of buddies you know I got one buddy that in the beginning he was just on the verge of tears, like, man, I can't wait to go back to work. I can't handle this. I can't handle being at home. I don't know how to be around my kids this much. Right. And I was, you know, wow, that's, I want to be here for you, man. We're buddies. But that is really different than the position I'm in right now. Right. Yeah, we lived in a bubble, too, in mountain lifestyle, right, compared to we were New skinning. York, any city. We were, we were skinning. Bikes. We were rivers. You know, it was, it was spring. Like, runoff was coming. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we... Buddies we had things to do. We're freaking out, like yeah. locked down. We were down. very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah, like I, I feel like, I feel like just okay. So last podcast, the the hidden tapes. We um, we talked about what was going on with race relations in the world right now, and it's like, I think our pandemic perspective and our, you know, world perspective, everything that's going on in the world, so it's silly. like it's so silly. Like our opinion. Our opinion is so insignificant to what's going on in the real world. Or just so skewed because we're like in reality, oh my gosh, I can't go skin this area. I can't go paddle in this area. I'm supposed to stay within the county. Oh, my life's so hard. (laughs) Or have to actually bike from my house instead of go to that favorite trail that I'd like to go. Like that is, that's, that's not reality. Right. And if, it is also weird to like be watching riots on TV, yeah, and look out your window and see beautiful mountains, and look at your TV and see people tearing down statues, and look out your other window and just yeah. see spring beauty. Like it is, it that like it's almost like a, wow, we are disconnected, and 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 in some ways it. It made me feel bad in some ways, like almost like for living here. Yeah. Like, um, I've really struggled with, and I've had this conversation with some people like, am I running away from the world's problems by living here? You know, like, and can I, what would it look like to actually step back into Mm. a city to help people that are really struggling? I don't want to do that. I moved here for a reason yeah. because I don't, I, but. And know. I'm sure that that, 
six-year-old little girl brought that all home to you. Like that was, you know, I have a five-year-old son and he would like, all I can do, what I can change in the world, what I can offer the world is right in front of me. Right. You know, and it's like, I can turn off the news and spend this time with him talking about how weird the world is and just having fun. Um, that's measurable. That's something you, and I, I think you did the same. Yeah. There is when it becomes so overwhelming and you feel like, what can I do to make an impact in the world? And, and, and there's this idea of like, I continually fight this battle of like, I want to make a bigger impact or reach more people or go big and, you know, have this big macro and instead in the middle, right the people that I'm around that I need to focus more on the little details of the few people. And that was probably the biggest thing that I've taken away from this entire thing is I need to have less surface relationships and less, um, less friends that really aren't friends. They're acquaintances. And I need to hone in and really focus on the people at my gym and my very, very close friends and say, let's have more deeper, meaningful relationships. Let's talk about hard things. I've actually lost friends because um, in the last few months and, and, and other relationships because in reality, I've said, well, this, this actually isn't a fruitful relationship. Like if you're not willing to talk about these things, I'm not like this crazy person that wants to talk about politics. I just want to talk about things that matter. And in reality, like people that say, I just want it to go back to normal. I want it to go back to where it was. Or I want it to just, I want, I want the old normal. Well, there's a lot of people in the world that don't want that old normal. Like that's, that's actually misery for them. And if you're not willing to admit that or have those conversations, then I don't know if this relationship or this friendship is really going to be long-term, very beneficial for either one of us. And so yeah. I've really tried to figure out who, who, who are the people that I really need to be spending time with and put a lot of effort and time with. And it's a hard time to do that. Even like Barry and I've been trying to raft together for months, <laughs> you know, Barry is one of Let's those. Let's talk about these real been... problems. <laughs> you know? John Mark and I can't get on the river together. Yeah. This stuff is messed up. Um, <laughs> You know, so I, I know this is heavy and, and, and we've, we discussed this a lot in podcasts, but that, why are you, can we just talk about working out? Be, no, because it's more than just working out. Like we want, we well, want, maybe that's the issue, right? So you've got two products, you've got a gym and you've got this fitness minded community, you know, and you've got some people that come to you for both. And I think that there's. You know, we used to have a saying in the restaurant business, like, he's not here for an education. He's here for lunch, right? And so you've got to identify that customer and give them what they want. And so, I mean, I guess that's that's got to be a challenge for you because you've got some people that don't want to hear the sermon and some people that are there, like, that are there for the sermon and the community and the friendship. And it's... Well, they're not going to last very long because they're 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 trying to find things that are finite anyways. Like they're, they're trying to achieve something that might, you might get there for a short period of time, but long-term you're not. So it's, is that a product you don't sell or is that something you could do better? 
that if I want to come to the gym and my my focus for cut, paying that kind of money, like, you know, anybody can buy kettlebells and work out in their garage, but they don't. So if there's a guy that wants to just come to the gym, get some coaching, work out, mind his own business and leave, do you have a product for that customer or is that not in your wheelhouse? I think they 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 won't be satisfied long term. They want to be told what to do. That's that's for a lot of people. They just want to be told what to do, how to get to, you know, from A to B, and that's what they want. They want to look like us. But three yeah, days exactly. sitting here with just our shirts chiseled. off. <laughs> I seriously. I mean, I wish Real you could see picture. this at home. Real it looks like the worst yeah. hammer himself chiseled these <laughs> rock hard bods. Sculpted. Um, Sorry. You're talking and, about my dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, in reality, like they're going to figure out that that's not everything of what we're trying to achieve because I really can't. That's just something that is purely physical, like purely physical. And yes, does the physical, you know, affect the spiritual and the mental and the psychological for sure. And if they can start to realize that they can tap into more than what they were just trying to get to. And so when you hit a COVID and you have people there saying, hey, I wanna come back to the gym, we're opening back up, how do you feel? That they just want to be with each other. Like it was like that first day when we opened back up, it was the strangest thing. Yes, took like 10 minutes where people had to get used to wearing masks. And then it was like, even with masks on, people just, they weren't even working out. I mean, it was like, it was just like, they <laughs> just wanted, no gym. They, yeah, they just, I mean, they just wanted to talk. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, we did the right thing. Opening up was good. Like this is so needed. And it was only 50%. We were at like 50% of our normal. It took, you know, and then maybe two weeks later, we were at 60%. Now we're at like 70, 80% of our normal and it's getting, but it's still not it's there's a missing element there's a little bit there with wearing masks that is a little yeah. bit lost um and sharing racks yeah and sharing racks yeah for sure always wiping every time i am interested in and i don't know if this is the right time but i do want to know i want to drill down on that like you know talking about your customer right so there's the people that you don't feel like you serve really well that are just the gym headphone customer on the other end of the spectrum there's the person that's attracted to the community and not the gym. The person who like thinks that you can, you, you, that wants to run their credit card and be fit. Like I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced that as well. The people that crave the community and the, the, uh, the ritual of going somewhere, but don't really necessarily fit in by maintaining the program. Is well, that I think a- they also realize that. So they show up a lot of times because they're, they've, they're, they're deficient in something. Something isn't working. They've tried other things and it's just hasn't worked. And they're recognizing that they're, it's not whatever they've been doing. They either either got an injury and they're admitting like they're vulnerable. Like they're like, dude, I'm, I need to get my stuff together. This is crap. Like I'm, I'm a mess. So they're already showing up at a point because most of the people that if they, most of the people that show up, they're admitting they need to work on something. And so it's a little bit humbling. And so they're saying to me or whoever the coaches teach me, like, show me how to do what you guys are doing. 
So there is a little bit of barrier that's already brought down. And then we want to continue to look for the next thing and for the next thing and for the next thing. Cause that's, that's the beauty of it. You're never going to arrive. It's actually going to get harder. So what is the elevator pitch? Like, what is it? If you had to sum it up two things, I need you to tell me exactly what is the goat and what makes it unique. And I need you to tell me what is this conversation? Like, who's this conversation for? Why should anyone listen to it? Cause I can, Work out anywhere, and there's a lot of competition for my ears. So what's the, I mean, in a post-COVID world, in a regular world, like, what's the point? The point is that we are trying to tap into a place in, in, in each person that they find something new about themselves. And we use the physical to get there. Like we use means of physicality to help people discover something new. They might become physically healthier, but that's just a byproduct. But if they become mentally, psychologically healthier. And you think it's self-selecting. Like if someone's not ready for that program, they typically go away on either end of the spectrum. Yeah. If they're not, if they're not ready to do a really hard effort and that might take a while, like if they're, but each, each person's hard is very different. So for a 65-year-old person who hasn't worked out in 30 years, that squat to a box might have been the freaking hardest thing they've ever done in their entire life. You know? And they just did something that they never, ever thought they would ever do. It might be an incredible cyclist that's been a pro for years and years and years, but then they come in and they have to get on the rower and do a really hard effort on the rower that they're not familiar with. And they are humbled and they realize something in them that they are just strong at what they've been doing for so long and they've lived off of that and that has become their ego and their thing because they've continued to choose the thing that they're good at and haven't looked at the things that they're not good at because they're afraid to look inside themselves and then once they do it they're like oh wow i've got some work to do you know i I think it should it would be an interesting exercise for you though because I, i think there's some more work there to say You've definitely, the goat is something different. So you've created something different. Something compelling to a certain set of people and they keep showing up, right? It's been six years. Um, your people continue to find you. I think defining that, whether it's working on your mission or vision or however you want to articulate it, I, I think that that's important. Like I, I think that there's enough data that you could tell me who you are. Yeah. I think part B is like, okay, well, tell me what this is. Because, you know, what is, I guess this I is can, a lot of fun for I us. Continually str- I continually struggle with coming up with a definition because it can't, a lot of times it can't be defined. And our, our tendency so often, if it's, if it's politics, religion, or it's this, we want, we want a definition for it. Well, just tell me, or when it comes to race, just yes, tell me sir. what I can say or what I can't say. Tell me what we are or what we aren't. And instead, like we continue to evolve. Like this, 
this gym continues to evolve and I get worried about saying this is exactly what we are and this is what we what we do because that that continues to change in the six years what we were in the first year versus the sixth year like you know I does that does that make sense I like I don't I don't know if but I think you can I challenge you to and I think there's some things that are the same yeah. You know, you started out wanting to disrupt the gym community. You wanted to create a place that was for people who wanted to make themselves, um, they wanted to, to evolve. They wanted to evolve positively, whether they wanted to be better in their sport, um, outside the gym, you wanted to help people be better ping pong players well, I, through the gym. You wanted to help people <laughs> and you wanted to find a community of people that were willing to put in the building blocks of well, I, okay. So I will say early on, and we've talked about this quite a bit at the gym, that early on, I loved that we were just known as the hardest gym. Like I just wanted to make really hard workouts because we have so many fit people in this town. Right. I'm going to make super hard workouts and show them that I can crush them. Like that, <laughs> that was it. Like I can, I can expose you that you're not yeah. as fit as you kind think of a competition you are. mindset. It's it amazing so you stayed up. in business. Right. <laughs> but they loved it. It was the talk. Well, that doesn't last very long. You can't do that for that long. You'll, you'll just ruin people. And then they can't go do the sports they actually love. So then you crush them in the gym and then they don't love ping pong. Their, they don't love ping pong anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't, that backhand, that backhand just doesn't come around. Um, but, and then you start to realize this is so shallow. Like, this is not what I'm about. Like, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't healthy long term. This is not something that can actually be sustainable as a business model, let alone physically for these people. And so how do we look at things and develop in a manner that starts to look at, okay, what's sustainable physically so then people can enjoy what they love to do outside, myself included, but then also like what is going to give them something that is beyond just the physical and the gym inside the space. Can these hard efforts, if done appropriately and titrated appropriately, can this provide something that lives with them forever? You know? And if people come to our gym and I, if people come to our gym, they learn something, they discover something new about themselves and they're only there for six months and they never come back, but they're, they're changed. That's great. I, that's fine. Um, I mean, go such a, I think it's such a focused, open, challenging environment. A lot of, a lot of big words there to unpack, but like I find something different than what you find, what the professional athlete finds in the gym. Like for me, like you're you're that coach that I've always had in every organized sport I've played growing up that I don't have anymore. Except you know? he doesn't call me stoner and make me run laps. <laughs> <laughs> Late again. What's, what sport was that? <laughs> and that, but that was my that I was I was definitely more like my Texas high school football coach at first, and then I started realizing that's not that's not effective. Right. Like there is a certain bit of like. Like when I watch people and I look at them, I give them like, you, you've got more. Like, I, I know you've got more in you. Instead of, come on, you could do it. You know, you're just going nuts on the person. That's, that, that, that gives you an immediate result, potentially. 
but then that person's never coming back to the gym and that's not productive. So I, I feel like we've gone on. A we have. And I, and I want to bring it back to COVID. Yeah. But do you think that – And I, well, two things. Our next podcast, which will probably happen in six to seven months, I want to ask <laughs> you to uh, do two week. things. I want you to do, try to give me a 15-second definition of what the gym is. Okay. I want you to give me a 15-second definition of what this podcast is. Going back to the post-COVID world, my question for you is, you know, you're talking about all this is supporting a community like it, you feel like the community supported you more or you supported the community more when things got shut down and you had to switch to Instagram JMS. That's a good question. Um, I think it was mutual because anytime you give of yourself to someone, you get something back. And I've just had that. I, I believe that. And when, when people, and this has been studied for decades, that people that are in depression, people, and that's why people, the mental struggle was so big when people are going into their homes and they're stuck and they're locked down in their house. It's, it's not that they just can't go to a bar and sit with their buddy and chat. It's that they don't right now, they're really struggling with their purpose. Like they don't and if they don't have a purpose of like I'm I know you're still wearing that ridiculous hat. You didn't know I almost stopped earlier. He's 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 got a captain's hat on. I people get depressed, and this is this town specifically being in a mountain town, it is a very insulated place and it's very focused on the individual and it can be an incredibly selfish environment because you came here to ski and to shroud and to go do all the things that you love to do and be this extreme person and you moved here and you're disengaged from people and you're not doing anything for anybody else but yourself the spotlight of specialness yeah. is focused on the rare beautiful bird of the vale valley and so when and and then you just make I'll, that up. <laughs> I I will. <laughs> um, I there was so and and you guys can push back on this and maybe some people have will have issue with this, but um, I really struggled with the conversation of mental health when COVID hit and everybody's like, wait. We can't do this. Do you know how many people? We can't shut down like this. People are going to be depressed. People are going to start drinking too much. People are going to start doing this. They're going to be so bummed out. It's like, hey, this has been going on for a while. There's been some really unhappy people in this valley, and their sports and their recreation and the things that they love to do has been masking their depression for years. Um. And so now it's a problem. It's a problem now because it's convenient for you. It works well for you because you really, you're using this as a way to keep your business open. And you're going to talk about the mental health issues now because it's a, it works well for you. Didn't work. You weren't talking about mental health problems six months ago, you know? Yeah. So is it a crutch or a cure? Wait, which one? I mean... No, I, I guess I just had a problem with there were multiple different people that really don't care about mental health. If they really cared about mental health, they would have been talking about it 
way before COVID. Now they're talking about it because they just want their business open and they want things to go back to normal. They really don't care about mental health because. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I, I understand that. I thought you meant the person that, that comes. No. Sorry. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. No, I, 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 it... I got super fired up about that conversation because people were like, well, we can't shut down. We got to get back open. We got to get back open. We got to get back open. Right. Because There's a lot mental of parents that want to send their kids back to school because kids need school to be socialized. And the underlying thing is, I mean, there's a lot of parents I even know that say that. Yeah. They want their kids to go back to school because they don't want their kids in the house. or They're tired of their kids. Or like, for, how are you supposed to have a career and not have kids in school? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine being a single parent. Oh, dude, I, I cannot even fathom it. I, it. But it's not okay to say that, you know, like everyone wants to lead with the headline of this needs to happen because of this right. instead of whatever the real reason is, you know, like, you know, because if everything goes back to quote unquote normal, do you think there's going to be that much emphasis on mental health? Nope. And that's the thing that when you give of yourself to another your mental health, you, your, your issues and your problems change. That's really what happens. Like that is the beauty of what we love to see at our gym when people work together and they're fighting through something together in a team workout or they're sharing like, Oh my gosh, that was a great lift. That was awesome. Like there is a shared experience that they're going through with someone else. And if you are not involved with other people and you're so isolated and you are not giving of yourself beyond just a gym setting, um, like there's a lot of hurting people in this area. And you know, I want to know how you fix some of your depression and some of your is start thinking about other people's problems too and try to help them. And that will help you. So. And keep moving. I love when, I don't remember when, it was definitely before COVID, but one of the uh, quote-unquote sermons was, I think it was just like to keep moving. Like if you feel an injury, just Mo keep pushing. Motion is lotion. Motion is lotion. <laughs> right. I po mean, yeah. Yeah. We, sorry. <laughs> Poetry and lotion. Uh, that's Laura's like favorite right, term. But, she hates you know. it actually. But yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of those things where when you're injured, Metaphorically, though, if yeah. you continue to move, there are multiple things that happen with injury. So I, but, but also spiritually and what we're talking about as well, not just physically movement, but like moving those demons or moving what COVID is now exposing. Yeah. It's you know, exposing. Like, it's, it's obviously exposing it? so yeah. many mental health issues. It's obviously exposing racial issues, which we didn't even touch in this podcast, which we should do possibly. What'd you say? Relationship issues? What'd you say? Racial issues. Racial issues. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is, we probably need to have. Maybe, another. or maybe we just need to admit that nobody wants to hear what three white guys living in Eagle County think oh, about race relations. Exactly right. And just say, but maybe those people want to hear that we're at least struggling with it. I mean, I, I'm I'm here to listen. I mean, we don't learn. have any. I don't have any answers for anything. I just want people to know, like I I see you, like I don't understand, but like even for those people, those people struggling that having an impact that I I can't even fathom. 
if I don't start to question myself or challenge myself or say, oh, speaking of, we talked about this last time. You need to go to the Harvard oh. implicit, bias. implicit bias test. Everybody go look at it. Just take one. Just Yeah, just take one and just see. Did you do any? Which ones did you do? I did uh, race. It's a great exercise. An if you want to shine fantastic. a flashlight in the dark corners of your brain, those are fun experiments. Yeah. Well, hey, we're at the end of our time limit. Here. The good news is this podcast sounded absolutely nothing like the one we did in report. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Quality-wise, it's, it's, it's an improvement. Yeah. It's hard I mean, to it was out totally, of but it was, to, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I do like that we didn't talk. It was pretty much a completely different podcast. Yeah, which is great. A free form jazz exploration on the mic. I like that because then it wouldn't have felt authentic. Yeah. I gave you two challenges and you've got to do them for the next podcast or I'm not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> so what the purpose of the gym is and purpose of the podcast. Fifth, I need yeah. the 15, 15 seconds. 15 seconds. What it second. is. Yep. He just popped it on me. I felt like I did give a good answer. But, um, I asked the hard question. Well, yeah. That's a definition. Yep. Well, Goodbye. Oh, you're going to summarize. <laughs> well, in summary, Bye, we're going to keep keep doing this more consistently. Correct, John yeah. Mark? Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I know. I our schedules are, schedules are tough, but we'll plan to get um, more guys... Monday sermons out and more of these Thursday roundtable jazz sessions. Um, <laughs> weekly so stay tuned so everyone thanks for tuning in Barry say thank you thank you yeah Barry say thank you (laughs) all right do you guys ever do you ever go on the phone call like you're on a phone call with someone you like you say okay love you bye wait Wait. who was who was that wasn't my wife (laughs) I was just talking to (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks everyone love you bye